Yo, yo, mic check, mic check. Is this thing on? I'm your pal, George Boutsalis. <laughs> and I'm your pal, Rick. Literally, at your pal, Rick. Give him a follow. Yeah, if you want to, why not? Yeah. But right now, it's your pals, the Pals Podcast. Getting the feet up here, getting comfortable. Yeah, we had a great episode for you guys coming up right now. You that probably was- know his name. You might have seen him on breakfast television. I mean, you might have heard him on Flow 93. You might have heard him on... Kiss 92.5. Yeah. You, you definitely know him because he's if you're, from the, if you're from the six and you rep the six, you definitely heard his name. Devo Brown. Shout out our boy Devo. Great episode. I literally don't even know where to start. You just got to listen to the whole thing because we talked about his favorite interview with Jay-Z, talking about his moments with Drake, talking about his career and some of the exciting things he's done. So The ups and downs. Literally, the ups yeah. and downs. The early mornings. The 4 a.m. wake-up calls. 4.07 to be exact. Brutal. You ever see me wake up before? I don't think not, so. Not, not you happening. don't want to see that. So yeah, stay tuned for this great episode. And big shout-out to our sponsors, Universal Nutrition and Animal Pack. Uh, some great products. Again, we've been talking about this for months now. They're just some of the best in the business. Check them out for all your supplement needs. If you want to be jacked like me or fit like George. For sure. You want to be fast and run? Yeah. Get on it. Let's go. Ain't LFG. No. Let's go. back was a lot we're back all right well devo welcome to the pals podcast thanks guys thanks for having me it's a pleasure pleasure, yeah. pleasure. i know we've been trying to do this we had uh we we had a little date mix up earlier on this year so it's glad that we finally got you in the yeah, studio when did we start like i was telling somebody earlier today i'm like i go do this podcast and i think we've been trying to do this for two months yeah basically but yeah. it's worked first, out yeah good. so now it's, it worked it's out we're here it worked finally out. yeah it's good it's a nice space thanks man yeah, thank like you it. this Just, is georgie's home is yeah. your home yeah that's yeah. so oh. Yeah, um, okay, I know okay. we mentioned it before. Like yeah. we actually, when we started this, we're like, mm-hmm. where are we gonna do it? You know, everyone who does podcasts is a cool space. And yeah. like I had the, like I have a little mini nook office up there and that's where we did it. But um, you know, after a while, like you were saying, COVID, it's a little yeah. more comfortable here, yeah. a little more space. And also like, you gotta kind of go upstairs and it's like, hey, you wanna come up? And it's kind of a, you know, <laughs> get that weird. Look, especially when you got really girls that you yeah. don't know, it's right? Like, nope, yeah, yeah, we're yeah, good, yeah. we're gonna stay downtown. Sure, downstairs. Yeah, yeah, you know, like it worked out. It's, like, a, it's nice a good vibe. Though, Thank you, appreciate it, appreciate it. But we wanna get right into it. So we obviously know your TV personality, radio. Who is the coolest person that you've met or got to interview in your career. Wow, you coming in hot with this. <laughs> yeah, do okay. you know what? We always get into it slow. I'm like, I want to get right into it. No, this guy's not playing. Okay, um, uh, it's got to be Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Jay-Z, like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw the big name. I'm name dropping quickly. Uh, Jay-Z, <laughs> three times. Three times? Three times. Wow. The, the third time was the best. It was the Blueprint 3 album. Oh, okay, yeah. And we sat down and went like track for, we, we sat like this literally um, in our studio uh, for the radio station I was at at the time, which was Flow, which was a hip hop station. Yeah, 93.5. Yeah. yeah, and so he sat on the couch. I was in a chair. We had two mics. We're chilling. We had his rider, which was like some champagne, crazy grapes and cheese and <laughs> yeah. all that. He, he literally took two sips because we were doing this. We are just going back and forth and yeah, he yeah. was so engaging and engaged and he makes you feel super important when you talk to him. And you know, the one thing he said at the end, like he gave me a big hug and he was like, yo, thanks for this. And I'm like, no, no, thank you. He goes, no, no, I needed this. And I was like, what? And he goes, listen, man, you can learn from anybody. He goes, I learned from you today. He goes, somebody that's cleaning up in the toilets or whatever, I can learn from them if you just take the time to listen. This is like the biggest dude <laughs> in the game just saying, yeah, cool, thanks, appreciate you. And I was like, what? 
Yo, I don't care what happens the rest of my career. This, <laughs> yeah, I'm done. This, is, I'm yeah, done. this is it. I made it. I made it. This is it. So that's, well, but that's the difference. I was going to say, that's the difference with like a, a, a guy who's like a professional, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can, a lot of guys get famous and I'm sure you've come, come across a lot of famous people. Yeah. But being like, you know, when you make that, that pinnacle, like he, he understands kind of all aspects, right? Like you can be super talented and make it yeah. here, but how you treat people, how you carry yourself, how you make others feel around you. Like he probably made you feel like you're more important than he was. Completely. And the thing was, it's, it was a matter of listening. Yeah. And that's what it was for him. For him was the fact that like, you know, early on, probably about a minute in, I flipped a line that he said to me right back to him. And he started, he started to respond and then he goes, you're sharp, I like that. And he stopped, like he stopped what he was, his train of thought because he caught it and he was like, okay, yeah. I see that you, you, you got something there. So, so then he, you know, any questions, I, at that point he hadn't talked about the Beanie Siegel incidents and stuff like that, uh, you know, and all that drama and he talked about it in that interview and that was the first time he'd ever brought it up so wow. uh, he it's like felt a comfortable. Ex- like a first yeah. exclusive yeah yeah and then even that was right after he got married to beyonce you know we were told specifically don't ask oh, no wow. questions about it and i asked it in a roundabout way which is like something as simple as you know the way you're writing tracks now and the way you're coming up with the music is it different now as a married man Never said her name once, whatever. And he's like, oh, dude, let me tell you. And he just like <laughs> opened up. And he wanted to talk about yeah, it at that yeah. point because he was comfortable. So it's, uh, it's, you know, it's how you make people feel in that, in that moment. And, you know, we just clicked. And, dude, that's awesome. It's yeah. funny you say that because we talked about this too. We've had so many guests on now. And we're, by the time this airs, we're probably like 54, 55 episodes wow. in now. And, you know, so we've had, let's say, 35, 40 guests. And there's some guests that we bring on and it's me and George carrying the conversation. Yeah. And then there's other ones we bring on. We'll ask them one question. They'll tell us these like four crazy <laughs> stories and then be like, okay, and what about you guys? We're like, yeah. all right, man, yeah. that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you catch yourself almost. For sure. And it's different with everybody, but it, to that point, like mm-hmm. doesn't matter who they are. If it's somebody who could be just our buddy or if it's someone who's a big guest that we brought on and we're kind of intimidated. One of the cool things that also makes us feel at ease or, or vice versa is like, that point of listening, right? Because a lot of times you talk with either like, whether it's on like an episode like this or just day to day, you have an intention. Like you kind of want to lead to a question or you're not really listening because you want to get to a point. And I think that when you actually like hear what someone's saying and kind of pick something up and it changes your line a little bit, they pick that up and just creates that chemistry a little. It's it's so true because day to day, it doesn't have to be something like this. It's just, you know, no matter what kind of business you're in or uh, somebody you pass on the street or your friendships, your relationships, whatever it is, people want to be heard. People will remember how you made them feel more than what you said. Yeah. You know, that person made me feel good. I like being around them. That you know, people always say they got good energy, right? Yeah. That's what it comes from. It's how you treat them right there at that point. And that's key, man. That's key yeah. in any industry, I think, in any yeah. kind of career. In, it, sorry, George. Yeah, go on, go I was gonna say it's when you listen and to echo what George said too. People remember that and they like, they'll be like, wow, this guy remembers this story that I told five years ago. And I'm like, yeah. Like, yeah. And just doing this podcast is I, my, my personal experience, I was a better talker than I was a listener. Same. But now it's like I purposely, when I'm sitting down with someone, it's like, okay, you got my full attention, eye contact. Mm-hmm. We don't pull our phones out and it's just like, hey, you have my undivided attention. I want to learn about you, your story, what you're doing, what you've done and everything. So my, now when I have personal conversations, it's the it same thing. It transits big time. Right? Like when someone's talking, I'm like, okay, yeah. like, yeah, blah, blah. And it's, I'm terrible with names. Like I've yeah. always been and I always <laughs> will be. But I'll remember a story that someone told me like five yeah. years ago. Meanwhile, like, I can't remember their freaking name. Yeah, well, do this long enough, you're going to forget some of those stories. <laughs> and then someone will have to trigger that memory because I'm like, oh, wait, I did what? Yeah. You know, someone I, I work with. I like, talked Dude. to Jay-Z about yeah, his, his like, marriage. Don't you remember you talked to so-and-so like three weeks ago? I was like, man, COVID. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you talked to everybody this year, you know, which was amazing. But it is you know, one of the most valuable things you can give somebody is your time. 
Yeah. So yep. when you do listen to them, that's what makes them feel good because you, you know you can't get that back. Yeah. Right. So it's uh, it's huge. It's huge when you do that, and I think you know it takes your energy and everything. But if you're able to give somebody your time, I mean that's that's incredible for sure. Yeah, I agree. Uh, do you think? To kind of jump into to your kind of career, do you think over your career you've become better at it? Do you feel like you were naturally born to go into this? Like, no, it's not naturally <laughs> born at all, man. Yeah, some people got it, right? I don't it's know. Some people got so, meant, meant to play ball. Some people are meant to be, you know, personalities. I think, I think it depends on who you ask in my world. Okay, they'll give you different answers. So. Uh, as a little kid, you know, all the old Indian aunties and uncles would say to my parent, oh, a little actor, a little actor, because I would like goof around and I didn't, I didn't care, but that was Big within, personality. Yeah. I don't know. It was a tiny little kid. still a little small guy, but, um, you know, I, I didn't care because I was around family and friends. I wasn't shy, yeah. but you took me out of that little bubble and I would be like, mm, I'd be yeah. scared a little bit intimidated. Yeah, intimidated yeah. Um, but then I had to grow up fast because of certain things that happened in life. So, you know, you get to the point where you had to get your confidence and you build up that wall and things. So, uh, you know, I started getting more confident in becoming a leader within my friend group again. And I think that's what built it. But, you know, skipping forward to doing interviews and things, that was one of the weaknesses I found in my game. And, you know, I started analyzing what I was good at, what I wasn't, what I wanted to get better at, things like that. And I looked at my boss one day and I said, I wanna get better at interviewing. And it came to the point when I was at Flow there that that's where the major interviews were coming to me at that point. Wow. Um, you know, because it was those conversations like this, I don't treat them as interviews. I treat them as conversations. Yeah. Uh, and again, when you do that, it's a different vibe for people. They get comfortable. They want to talk to you. You know, you mentioned earlier that you have an athlete. They don't always want to talk about sports. Yeah. You know, I became good friends with a lot of the Raptors and, you know, in the, in the like early two or late 2000s, I guess in the 2010s and all that um, because of that, because I wasn't a media guy to them. I was just a dude that liked to hang out and listen yeah. to music and loved ball. And they're like, yeah, cool. Let's kick it. So stuff like that. But yeah, I never had that. You know, I went to school. I wanted to be a teacher. Um, mm. I never went to school for what I do right now, which is why, depending on who you ask, I'd be like, oh, maybe it's just a natural thing. Because, I, yeah, I never, I've, I've never been formally educated on doing broadcast journalism, radio, television, yeah. or anything like that. I've learned and hustled the entire time. Well, on that topic, how'd you get into it then? Ooh, man. You went went to, to, so you just said you went to school for to be a teacher? Yeah, I wanted to be. So and I'll, sorry to cut you off. One of our, our yeah. good friends, Vishal, he told us, so he uh, comes from an Indian background. He says that every little Indian boy, their father tells me you have to be a doctor, lawyer, yeah. or- Some kind of professional. Yeah, yeah. doctor, yeah. lawyer, engineer. <laughs> Like our third guest and they told us we were dying. Yeah, we yeah, were like, yeah. wow, okay. We didn't know no idea. But <laughs> so, or teacher, apparently. So, yeah, the ultimate failure over here. <laughs> nah, it took a while to get that, that acceptance of like, oh, this is an actual job or yeah. a career. Um, I went to school in Hamilton McMaster. I uh, got in for sociology. Didn't really know what I, I knew. I wanted to kind of get in teaching. Like, so I got there. The same time my brother was going to med school. So I'm good. I'm like, I got doctor. There we go. Man. Med school. We're good. We're good, man. I, I, got, I can do whatever. I'll be the brown sheep of the family now. And so, are, you, so are you the oldest or I'm the, the youngest. youngest? So I got an older brother and that's it, right? Okay. So he, I'm like, you got it. Thanks, bro. Yeah. Take care I'm of good. Yeah. I'm just going to goof around a little bit. But that's what it was. It, school wasn't really for me in that sense. That's that form of learning. I love learning, but just being in classrooms and things like that, I just, I didn't excel in that, um, that testing situation. And while I was, in my doing my undergrad, I started DJing like right away. And so all the campus parties, residence parties, started working at the local campus bars and DJing there. And so all I, all I did was take night classes because I was like, I can't get up. I went to the 9 campus people. sociology. Yeah, I went to the admin people. I'm like, listen, this economics class <laughs> yeah, about at that. 8 a.m., I'm barely passing it. 
which I didn't pass, unfortunately. <laughs> um, this is why I'm trying to do more. And so I wanted to finish my degree to prove uh, not just to my family, but to myself that I can complete something I started. Yeah. Um, so I did that. I got my undergrad in sociology. But while I was doing that, again, just kept hustling, grinding out, working many, many, many jobs, uh, different things too. And uh, eventually volunteered at a radio station called Energy 108 back in the day. Uh, on their street team. This was in Burlington. I Hamilton. feel like I know. Yeah, if, if it's like Energy annoying. Radio. They had yeah, yeah, credit, yeah. right? Yeah. You're Mississauga, so I'm yeah, probably I probably yeah. If it sounds familiar. So yeah. if you ever remember going to like Karma Club or Jade Nightclub or anything, they did like live days there by the by the airport. Um, but yeah, I just did the street team, so I would hand out stickers and lip balm and, and whatever. But yeah. I was just trying to learn and listen and uh, get better at it. And I just started traveling around. So I went to Barry to work at their station there. Then uh, I left there, went out to Oshawa. I went to a Coburg, Peterborough area to work for a small station that had Man, just you're all, all over the GTA. Yeah. Not even, those are past the GTA. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, finally got hired by Flow 93.5, the hip-hop station, and came back, and it was like a weekend, and it was, it was you know, a tough, I mean, considering a tough decision, because I was working, you know, six days, full-time job to go and do weekends, two shifts, and, you know, a bit of a pay cut, because it was part-time, so you're like, do you do this, don't you? But I bet on myself at that point, you know, take a to Freddie Van Fleet. Yeah, yeah. heck yeah. Oh, bet Freddy. on yourself. Freddie Vivi. Yeah, right. And so I did. Freddy I bet on myself. To. And I was like, this is this is what it's, it's going to work. I've got good feelings about it. And again, it's just hustling and working hard, man. And, yeah. and trying to make the right decisions that you can control. And then from there I grew. And yeah, flow changed ownership. I lost my job there. Um, I got let go in that that whole mass layoff. And then uh, Rogers and Kiss 92.5 hired me up there. And same thing was going to be freelance part-time. And they're like, nope, we're going to bring you on. And uh, from there, I grew to Breakfast Television, which is also Rogers' own. So I still do Kiss uh, once a week with DJ Climax. We do yeah. the Set It Off Mix show, yeah, which yeah. is so much fun. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, BT every morning. So I wake up at 4 a.m. every day. Jeez. Living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> I love that turn. <laughs> See, this guy, know, he knows what he's doing. He knew. <laughs> Before, I, I, honestly, I have so many questions now. The last, the way you yeah, ended that segment go, there. Man. Like, Pick I'm it like, apart, please. But what, at what age were you when you took a, like, a chance on yourself to go to Flow 93.5? 26, 27? Pretty young. Yeah, yeah. so because I started late in radio for radio terms because I didn't go to school for it, right? So right. people were getting out of a two-year program and adding on the ships probably yeah. and everything. Yeah, like or we're running their local like school campus yeah. radio. Yeah. Yeah. Or they went, you know, and they went and did journalism George or wherever, or like George Brown or uh, Fanshawe or wherever it might be, you yeah. know, um, Ryerson, whatever it was. And they were getting out by like 2021 and they're in the game. I didn't start even volunteering any of that stuff until I was 24. Wow. 23, 24. So that's where it kind of started for me. So it was a little bit late, but then when I did, it started to roll. Um, you know, there's definitely a lot of bumps on the way. Yeah. But you do what you can and, and, you, and you fight through them. So once you started on that path and you mm -hmm. knew that like this is what I want to do, yeah. it, I mean, I'm sure there was sacrifice and tough nights and all that Ooh. stuff, but did it feel like you knew, were you convinced at a certain point, like, okay, I can do this, I can make this? Mm -hmm. Like, was, did you have yeah, that realization I, at, at, right before where the flow happened? Or like, yeah. was there any point along the way you kind of thought you were going to make it to this point? There was, you know what, TV was never a thought back then. It was, I want to be the afternoon drive host, major market, in Canada, um, that was it, my own show. And I got there at Flow. And then, I, that was on my resume when I was applying for stuff, and then I was like, wait, I'm here at this, I've reached this goal, but that's not enough, I'm not satisfied. So now what? And then it was starting to look at other things, and be like, okay, how do I grow? How do I expand? How do I make more of an impact? I mean, I got into this just to make people smile. 
I still like doing that, man. That's the, that's the end of the day goal. When you forget about all the real life trash that you have to deal with and you can smile because I made you laugh about something or whatever, yeah, yeah. that's it. That's yeah. why I started this and, and I still, like, you know, I get DMs from people like, oh my God, that was so funny. That was like, what's up with your hair? I'm like, cool, it made you laugh, right? Like, <laughs> whatever it is, man, you're smiling, you're forgetting about the serious things that you have to deal with right yeah. now, whether it's a pandemic, whether it's, uh, you know, you're systemically getting held down, yeah. you know, whatever it might be, but I gave you an opportunity to smile and, and that makes it worth it. It's awesome, man. Yeah, man, thanks. It's, awesome. it's, it's you, Sorry, go ahead, George. I was gonna ask on that same vein, was there ever a point on the other side where you thought we're at a point where like, I'm, I don't know if I can do this, I might not make it? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah? Do you yeah, know several times. There, yeah? Yeah, there was, I mean, there was a time where um, I was at a station and it was flipping format. So it was going from a top 40 station to more of an adult contemporary. So that means the demographics would change from a younger audience to an older, more Caucasian audience. Uh, I was told to change my name. Really? Um, because it wasn't Canadian enough. Uh, maybe you should be a John Smith, is what I was told. Shut up. And yeah, that's it's the most what generic. I, that's like a yeah. name you should, like people make up fake and right. Yeah. John Smith. And my yeah. password is one two three four five six seven. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Yeah. So I said to him, and, and this was like a Tuesday or something. It was early in the week, and my first shift was going to be Saturday morning. And and because of that, I got, you know, the six a.m. on Saturdays and Sundays. You know, while being in my mid to late twenties, no. like that's not. Who wants? I mean, well, that's, that's also when you're probably go out, one of the right? worst shifts. Yeah, yeah you know? it is. Yeah. It totally is. So I was like, I don't want to be doing that. But I knew why I was being punished. And he's like, change your name. And I go, no. I go, I'm going to be there for my shift on Saturday. And if you don't want me there, you call me and tell me. Otherwise, yeah. I'll be there as me. And never got a phone call or anything. And many, many years later, I saw the guy, and he was like, acted like nothing happened. Um, so you know, there was times like that where I was like, people are going to hold you back. People are going to test you. Uh, you know, for no reason, nothing to do with your skill set, um, but fight through it and, uh, you know, again, control what you can make the decisions based on what you think that you're able to control. And other than that, you know, try and stay positive. So there were times where I was like, yeah. man, I don't know if I should continue on this path. Maybe I should go get a real job. <laughs> you know, <laughs> And, uh, and cause a lot of times too, people that, that are in this industry will tell you, you're not getting paid very well. You're working long hours. You're not early mornings. Yeah. yeah. So unless you make it like there's, you know, the top 3% that are getting really well paid, but everyone else that's hustling and grinding behind the scenes, you know, they work their tails off, but they're not getting the glory or the finances from it. Yeah. You mentioned that you ran into that guy a few years later. Mm -hmm. Did, did you want to say something? Did you want to be like, yo man, like F you like totally. Totally, but I didn't. I took the high road. I was like, hey, what's up, man? Good to see you. <laughs> and that was it enough because it was in a room. It was like um, music week. It was Canadian music week, right? So uh, there's people from radio all across the country. And I was in a room where people were like, Devo, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on? I'm like, hey, what's going on? I'm shaking hands saying hi to everybody. And this is my peers. You know, these are my peers in the industry. And this guy was like, oh, hey. And I'm like, what's going on? You good? <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. I'm like, cool. Glad to see you're well. How's your wife? He's like, she's good. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, cool, man. Nice to see you. Keep, take care of yourself. Yeah. And that was it, you know? And, you know, I had another, before I came back into, I got to Flow. When I was leaving Flow, I was at a station and they had a consultant. And he, he basically was upset that I was leaving. Because I was doing very well for, for that station. And this is for the time you were leaving Flow? No, I was second? coming to Flow. Oh, coming so to I was outside oh, of the city. Okay. I was outside of, this, of, of Toronto area. And, uh, you know, I was leaving the station. I said, I've got this job. I'm taking it. I gave them, I ended up giving them three months notice or something even crazier yeah, than that. It was like, I was working both jobs and Flow was okay with it. I was going back and forth uh, in and out of the city. I was doing the same, or both stations on the same day. 
So, you know, I would do an afternoon, like a midday shift from like 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at Flow, and then I'd drive back out to this place for an hour, in an hour and a half and do six to midnight out there, and I did that for three months um, wow. to give them that opportunity to get somebody. But their consultant at that point was like, you'll never make it. You're going to be a weekend announcer for the rest of your life. You're making a huge mistake and just degraded me. And that probably lit a fire under your ass, oh right? Oh my <laughs> gosh, did it ever. I'm like, first of all, you've never met me. You're a, a call-in consultant or whatever that was praising me a week ago, just saying how great I am and how much talent I have. And now because I'm going to walk away, it was like a bad breakup, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, well, you've always been a jerk. Like it's one of those, right? <laughs> You're like, nobody. Yeah. I made you. <laughs> and so my boss at the time was like, don't worry about it. Don't listen to him, man. Like, we're so proud of you and whatever. And I still talk to that guy to this day, my, my old boss. And he's like, I'm still proud of you, man. I'm glad you made that decision. So uh, you'll have people in your corner. You have people that will try and stop it. So uh, again, but it lit a fire, like you said, man. I was like, okay, I'm going to show you. Yeah. I'm going to show you. And I still think about it to this day. I'm like, oh, weekend announcer, huh? Yeah, yeah. Cool, bro. But you seem like you've taken, like, even to the last point, like, you've taken the high where you're not someone who kind of, like, hold, you mean nah. you keep it kind of burning inside, but you don't hold it against people. Nah, you don't. You know, you never know what's going on with other people and what, what demons they've got and, yeah. and what their fair, yeah. mistakes they might have made and regrets that they might have that they're taking out on you. And that's on a daily basis, too, not just somebody in, in that world, right? So... I don't, I don't look at it yeah. like that. I try and see the good in everybody for the most, you know, unless somebody really does something, then you're like, okay, yeah, yeah. hold up. <laughs> see, yeah. I'm, I find myself like, I, I'll forgive fairly simple, but fairly easily, you're, but I'll, 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 always, buddy. <laughs> I'll always remember. I will never yeah. forget. Like I remember almost everybody who's ever like seriously wronged me. And because it's like, man, like I remember the pain and suffering or mm -hmm. the, the emotional distress I went through because of that one person. And yeah. it, oh, sorry, I make it sound like this happens a lot. It doesn't. <laughs> I've lived a fair... Yeah, yeah. Like, Hold on, get, a, get, a, pillow, like, get a pillow and lay down a little bit. There, there's we'll there's maybe been like five of them. But like, I'll remember every single thing, man. It, like, not for nothing. It drives yeah. you, right? Like, when you're a kid and you're told you're too small to play hockey, you get cut from a team. It's like, wait, man, I was good enough to do that or you know, whatever, other other situations. But yeah. it, it, you remember that it lights a fire in your ass and you keep thinking those like those little words, right? So but that's the difference too, like to that point. Like you can't you can't spite people because you don't know what they've been through. That guy could be the best guy in the world, had a bad day, or now he looks back because he thought mm -hmm. you were gonna stay. Like you don't know, right? So holding a grudge and someone like again, it's good to use as motivation. Yeah. I mean, I've I've had a couple that I still always remember to this day, but like if you see someone, like what are you gonna be, call someone an asshole in front of them mm -hmm. or cause a scene, then you look like an asshole too yeah. and you stoop to their level and people don't know the behind the scenes, so you just look like a a prick, I don't know. Yeah, I, swear on this, I, I forget who told me this, and I'd love to give them credit, but I just literally can't remember who said this. But they're like, you're gonna see the same people on the way up, on the way down. So true. It's up to you how you want to treat them, yeah, right? Yeah. And and I've lived with that like completely because the people that I saw that were at the top when I was really just like volunteering and carrying bags for people and all that, the ones that treated me well, man, I was like, you're great. But the ones that were at the top that treated me like trash, I was like, if I if and when I make it to that point to that level. I'm never going to treat people yeah. like that. And I never want to be like you. Like there, you have no excuse for being like a total yeah. dick to somebody. It, <laughs> I was going to ask one question. Is it fair to assume that most of the people that were good to you on the way up are still like up there in positions of like kind of influence or is that kind of just a, some people were still kind of up there. Some people are, some people are, um, you know, when it comes to being an on air talent or whatever you want to call it, uh, the lifespan isn't always the longest, you know, there's always new, fresh, younger, True. whatever, um, people coming through. So I think some of them were kind of towards the end of their days, okay. which is why they might've been like that. But it's so inflated. Like people just blow up your ego. If you have yes people around you all the time, yeah. you know, it's, 
you see why. Like people are always telling you how great you are. And when one person doesn't do what you want them to do or what you expect, then you turn into this uh, yeah, yeah. monster. And you're like, wait, what are you doing? Why yeah. would you be like that? <laughs> oh, because you didn't get your way. Because yeah. someone didn't bring you a bottle of water in time. Like, that's why you're a monster? That doesn't make sense. So yeah. there's a lot of big personalities and, and like egos in, in the industry that you're in. You, like we say, there can be. The, yeah, there can be. Um, you know, I'm fortunate enough to work with people that have none that are great, no matter like, you know, in, in our, on our team, our team is amazing. Yeah. You know, we've got no egos. Everyone's there to support and lift each other, which is super cool, you know? Um, and I'm fortunate that way, man. It's, yeah, it's a blessing for that. Yeah. But it's like you said too, even like your Jay-Z experience, mm -hmm. like you said, hands down, that was the best third time. It was just a casual conversation. Like you enjoyed, he was so nice and friendly. And again, those are the things you remember, yeah. right? Because if he's, I'm sure you've had interviews with people that are just playing out like flat out dicks or rude. And you're like, man, like, I hope if, if I'm in that position where I'm being interviewed, I'm never like that. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of like treat others how you want to be treated, right? Just have some common respect because we're all here to do a job or not like this, for example. But yeah. when you're working, you're doing your job. They're essentially doing their job, too, because as a celebrity, it is your job to entertain and have these, these appearances. Yeah. 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 So it's like if you're a dick and you hear all these like horror stories about these like A-list celebrities and you're like, man, that would like make me hate somebody. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I've again, I've been fortunate to meet a lot of people and speak to a lot of people that are, you know, famous um, and, and people would love to be able to sit down and chat to. Uh, I would say 95, even maybe higher percent of my experiences have been great. Okay, good. Hold and the real, oh, you were going to say, say negative percent. I was going to be like, man, no. no. Imagine, just going to man, you oh. imagine, I was like, 90% of the people I meet are total douchebags. Like, <laughs> like, no. Man, no, no I kind of no, knew no. where he was going with that one. You thought he was no. going to say that? I was like, oh, I'm 50 50 right But it's also what you make it. Right. Yeah. Like I don't go in with blinders on. I go in, you know, when we get these, these interviews. So as of recent, this is kind of what I've been doing. I mean, minus COVID, but we've doing virtually as well. So you literally, you walk into a room, you know, these celebs that are promoting a movie, say they're sitting like the two of you, they're sitting there. I come through the door. You're already sitting there. You've been there for an hour talking to a bunch of yahoos like me for an hour, like every four minutes I sit down, I say, hi, we try and like do some awkward some rapport. Yeah. Rapport. <laughs> And some awkward, like, oh, nice shoes, or hey, I'd like that to new watch. haircut. Yeah, great headband. Um, I actually whatever. do like the headband, but I'm a big fan. I, I had long hair until recently. I'd respect the look. I like it. So, I'm if anyone good. said earlier in the episode that some yeah. people make fun of your hair, I think it's great. Oh, I get rock it all the time. It's nah, great, rock though. It, rock it. I also got the ankles, and, and whatever, man. <laughs> the it's green, the green start, ankle socks. I yeah, like, I like whenever it. You, whenever you get, whenever it's you do style. something different, whenever you do something different, yeah. you hear it. I'm okay with it. I'm confident enough. See that? I'm trying to build rapport right now. I know. That was good. See? Like that one. And then, while you're building that rapport. No, I actually didn't purposely do that. I actually was like being. <laughs> but while well, you're building that rapport, the uh, the PR person is like, "Hey, stop with the rapport and start your interview. You got four minutes. Let's go." <laughs> oh, you're like on an actual clock. It's, oh, oh yeah. it's like a it's like a junket, whatever. Like, right? Yeah, so those yeah. junkets. So then someone like so you're getting filmed like this. Someone's sitting behind that, and they're holding up a sign: two minutes, one oh, minute, shit. and it's like, rap, and they're like, it's yeah, like speed dating, and yeah, and if you know, if I'm interviewing you and you're finishing an answer, and I'm I have no time to ask anything else, no follow up or anything. If you continue, they get mad at me because you talk long because you were happy to talk about yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's such a catch 22. You're in this like weird situation, but it's so crazy. So uh, you got to understand too, when you walk in that you don't know what the last person did with them. Maybe someone asked a personal question and got somebody upset, like because you just don't know, right? What, what situation you're walking into. So it's always kind of just, you come in, you try and be cool, be polite and, and see if you build that rapport. Uh, but like you said, right, you know, got a job to do. Yeah. Got a job to do. They got a job. They got to promote something. 
you've got a job to do to get some more information about it or something fun out of it. They know that most of the time. So, um, it works out, but you know, I've had a few instances where it was cold. It was a little okay. bit cold, but I never, I just laughed and have fun with them. And again, I never walked away feeling like they were a jerk to me or yeah. something like that. You know, was, was there one you walked out? You're like, man, that sucked. Like really bad. You're like, like you don't, maybe you don't have to name. Yeah. yeah. There's no, no name. Cause we, we might try and get that person on the podcast. True. You never yeah. know. But I was just yeah, like, you walked out like, like oh, that Devo's on terrible. your podcast. No, no, I won't do it now. <laughs> um, there's times where I'm like, Ooh, did I bring up a wrong fact? Did I mess up something? Cause sometimes like, especially during TIFF, right? When during yeah, TIFF yeah. you, you do, you end up doing like 80 interviews in seven days yeah. or something ridiculous. It just, I mean, that's a little exaggerated, but you're yeah, doing yeah. a lot. Like, you know, um, there's this time where I go out to, to Los Angeles for the things they call TCAs, which is the uh, Tele- television critics association. And it's when all the new shows bring, uh, talk about, or not all the shows talk about their new season. So they bring all the stars in. So no matter what, you know, like whatever network they bring all the stars. So there's a day I think I interviewed 37 people in eight wow. hours. Cause it was just like Holy running through shit. and they're not in particular order. So, you know, a show like Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Great show. So, uh, yeah, great show, yeah. right? And then um, you had the guys from Mayans, MC. So, you know, I might've had eight people from each show, but, but in not, different orders. So you have like, oh, show, weird. So, you have like so you have, say you have eight shows, right? So someone from show one comes in and then next person from show seven comes in and then it's followed by someone from show four, show three, show six, and then someone from show one again. And you're like, Ah, and then you get back to bad lead lead actresses from different shows and sometimes it's a brand new show so you've never met these people before they're not familiar to you so they walk in and they're like hey we're here you're like I don't know who you are I don't know yeah (laughs) a little dream through your cue cards yeah so Michelle yeah I'm like so no but I've I've walked out of an interview before where I was like that wasn't my best yeah yeah Um, you have a plan going in but you have to be able to adjust, right? So if, if you're not prepared to just completely change on the fly, you could potentially have a disastrous yeah. interview. Well, we actually, when we started, so our first couple of guests were our friends and then our first like real, like actual legit guest was Eric Radford. He's an Olympic gold medalist. Shout out to Eric. Shout, shout, shout out to Eric. song out. Shout yeah. out Eric. Golden yeah, Hour. Eric. Check it out. Okay. Eric Radford, Golden Hour. Check Which it out. We also didn't nice. know. We didn't even ask him. Like, we didn't know he was producing well, no, music. We, yeah, we talked about he his, has a music, music. Yeah, his musical background, but yeah. I didn't know he was coming out with him. I didn't know that either, but that was back in February. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, hey, you so know, we, you, these musicians, they want to keep things on the low. Yeah, this is smart. Yeah. So smart. we had Eric on, and me and George, like, we prepared. We, like, Googled. Like, Listen, we had, like, we, we started in this place, like, our fifth or sixth episode. We have, like, an Olympic gold medalist at the top, yeah. like, the best of the best in the world. And yeah. we're like, what the fuck? And like, I'm, 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 like, first of all, how do we get this guy? <laughs> Secondly, like, and, and Eric, we're legit. Like, don't worry. It wasn't like we're, like, but, like, you know, it's your, shoot your shot, right? It's your first yeah. big guest. And so we're like, how do we do this? Like, we're just Googling again, we're not, like questions and he's got 10 questions. I got 10 questions. And it was very question, answer, question, answer, question, answer. And then I remember maybe like the next big one after that was Jonathan Rosario. And that was maybe like a month later. Mm-hmm. And we didn't prepare the questions like that. It was like, okay, you know what? Here's some points we want to talk about, but there's no mm-hmm. questions. It's like, no, it wasn't hey, Jonathan because Jonathan was right before COVID. And Eric Rafford was middle of February. Was it? Yeah. Okay. They were like fair, two or three fair. weeks apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was really close. Yeah, it's not super real. We said we're like, we don't want it to be 
an interview. Mm-hmm. We want it to be a casual conversation. We want it to be fun. And it's not, okay, we have to stick to the theme. And with Eric, we basically went through his entire career from start to finish. Yeah. And that's how the episode went. It was a question, okay, high school. Mm-hmm. After high school, what'd you do? After this, what'd you do? Okay, take us to the Olympics. First Olympics. Okay, world yeah, championship. Yeah, literally start Second, to finish. Start yeah. to finish. And don't get me wrong. We were so happy with it because we're like, this oh, dude an is amazing an Olympic career. gold and medalist. And great stories. Right? For sure. Yeah, for sure. And personally, I think Olymp- gold, especially gold medalists, Olympic gold medalists are the coolest people in the world because yeah. they are the single best in the world of like, what they do of yeah. what they do they are right? the like, cream of the crop yeah. it's exactly amazing. so yeah. Yeah. I always get like starstruck with, with the Olympic gold medalist so we, we finished that episode we said this is amazing we're so pumped and then as we kept going when we've changed the, the focus of the podcast to be more of a conversation we found it so much more fun because there's times we jump from uh, let me think of a good one where we jump from topic to topic what's one that comes to mind I, honestly I'm not sure but I do have a point on that and, and like while well, you think of that but yeah. you had that point as well before about like you know we interviewed like celeb athletes so we even thought like with Jonathan sorry we thought you know like let's ask about the career and they were like you know what like these people get asked about this on a daily basis they sit and talk about being an Olympian being a soccer mm-hmm. player being this like even we had Donovan Bailey on yeah, like that's, he gets that's asked, a good example he gets asked about oh what's it like to win a world record for the last 25 years yeah, probably yeah. so we're like I'm sure that guy's done other stuff, him specifically, in that last 25 years. So we're like, you know, what do you like to do? We talked about travel, basketball, raps, like golf. a lot of stuff, right? And to us, like, like what we like doing about this is, again, having the conversation and finding out other sides of people. Because people, mm-hmm. the first time it clicked in our head, we had our best friend on as our first guest. And we yeah. found out he's a huge gamer. We had no idea. <laughs> like legit, guy. like top 20 in Canada, yeah. Call oh, of wow. Duty. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Big Call of Duty guy, but okay, uh, okay. yeah. So, uh, anyways, to, to your point yeah. as well, like we we've learned over the last little time, I and mean, near not nearly as long as you have, mm-hmm. but we learned over time that you know you got to adapt, but also kind of read the room, I guess, a little bit and stuff. So, still a learning curve, but yeah, I think we're slowly, slowly. Yeah, getting definitely to that point. reading the room is is key, right? It's you know, it's funny because I've always been what you guys are wanting to do now. That conversation, yeah. that's how I've always done it. But when I switched over to television. I had a bit of a learning curve because it's cut, it's edited differently. So there needs to be some of that theme and some of that flow of question and answer to a certain extent. Uh, So I make sure I try and get that stuff out of the way or I get to it at some point. And again, in a short period of time, but I try and humanize it very quickly before getting to that. So even something like, you know, you're talking about Donovan or or Jonathan, um, you know, talking about everything else and then getting to the sports because they're comfortable at that point, yeah. right? And, yeah. they're, and they're ready to be like, okay, cool. You know what? These guys don't just care about only that. Yeah. I don't yeah. mind talking about it now. Like we're warmed up. We're talking about other things. Well, and, that's yeah. why we usually start to, we usually, when we have our guests, we'll, we'll chat like a five, 10 minutes. Yeah. But then sometimes I'm like, let's just jump right into yeah. it. Like let's, let's sit down because this is yeah. half the time we have our casual conversations. Like it's great. It's right? the best that, stuff. That's why. But uh, going back, you said, um, we talked about one of the best and now some of the worst. What's one of your most awkward situations or stories? We're just putting this guy into the spotlight. Well, I, know, I, like, I, I think like I've had some, even on this, and this again is eight months deep. I've had times where I was just like, <laughs> what is your most awkward experience? Yeah. I'm curious now. You feel like you've On got, this? I mean, I have some that like I just, my biggest thing is sometimes I'll talk myself. I, like again, going back to the point where we're bigger, talk, we were bigger talkers. This has, taught us, this has really taught us how to listen. But there's sometimes I'll talk and I'm not even listening to myself. And I'm just like, <laughs> like, like where am I going with this point again? I'm like, Ricky, bail me out, bail me out. Do you watch The Office? Uh, yeah, I did, so there's yeah. one episode when oh, Michael yeah. <laughs> gets brought, uh, so Michael Scott, who's um, yeah. Steve Carell, gets brought to the head office headquarters because his sales are doing amazing and his office is killing it. So they bring him in to get under- understand what he's doing differently. Now, why are you special? So he starts talking, he's like, yeah. well, David, so the, his meeting with David Wallace, like, well, David, you know, sometimes it's about being just so on top of things that 
you know, you can just always make sure that you want to try and get the most. And then it like pans over to an interview, like behind the scenes, like sometimes I start a sentence and I don't know where I'm going. I hope I just catch myself. Yeah. And I That's don't me. I, get a lot I of catch George situation. doing that a lot. But I think you know now. So now you just like, you're like, oh, now shit, like, okay, so next question. <laughs> but yeah, so one of your more oh, awkward man. ones. I don't even, I've probably had a million, but I just try and, you know, laugh them same off. thing, laugh through them or adjust um, or call it out. You yeah. know, uh, live TV gives you a ton of awkward moments that you just try not to think about. Yeah. Um, you just like, oh, hopefully no one saw that. There's a million people watching. Yeah. Uh, they saw it. See, ours isn't bad. We only got and it lives, a thousand. And it lives online after, so Yeah, right? yeah. Right, yeah. Next thing you know, you're find, a meme. Well, actually, yeah. that's funny. Do you find that since you like transitioned to TV, you have to be more careful, more selective, or are you still just kind of been the same personality? Or have you adapted a little bit? I've adapted a little bit, but I've always been that person where, you know, if I go out and goof around when I'm out and stuff, I'm still aware yeah. uh, of what I'm doing and, and, and trying to, you know, keep some sort of decorum. Is that the word? Yeah. I think so. I don't that's a good that example. Word normally, yeah. so clearly, a good word. So clearly that doesn't describe <laughs> well, me because I think that's, I think like, that's, that's like, like the second time <laughs> in my life. I've, and the other time it was probably on the prompter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Save no, that like, one is back pop. I'm going to use that one day. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I'm going to use that. <laughs> I'm gonna use that to describe. We should get a word of the good. day. We should get a calendar, a little word of the day calendar. We have to use it in the episode. That's oh, that's not a bad. That's idea. Not a bad yeah, idea. Something that's unique. A, that's a really good yeah. idea. I, so no. Yeah, no. I was I'll gonna say no. Nah, you know what? Like, I, I am aware of you know the position I'm in, um, but I don't take my job that seriously in the sense of. You know, before people are, oh, you don't take your job serious. No, I take my job very, very seriously, but I don't take myself that yeah. serious. Um, and what I do, you know, I just get to do a cool job, you know, but I'm a normal dude that has a fun job. That's mm -hmm. it. And, and so, uh, you know, like if I'm on the subway or if I'm at the same bar as you or whatever, that's, that's cool because we do the same things. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. the same people yeah, in that yeah. sense. So yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't really, but I'm never like, I've never been that guy that just gets like, becomes an idiot ever so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, can, I, I can't not. say the same <laughs> no but i think that's it that's important right i think uh i don't know how it is when you're interviewing like you know the bigger celebrities and all that kind of stuff because obviously certain people like when you're a personality you're on in front of the camera a lot or on radio a lot you have to kind of hold yourself to a certain i guess standard but mm -hmm. yeah. you find that i think the people that just in life in general don't take themselves super seriously like you can be serious you can respect your yeah. job and respect yourself but being able to kind of like laugh at yourself you're like oh you know i made a little blunder or whatever and, and not kind of get humiliated or get down by it or get all serious when somebody calls you over something and mm -hmm. then like adds to the more genuine factor and makes people more comfortable to be around you yeah so i think being able to do that in the position that you're in must must help as well i try and be as real as possible and you know that i feel like that term can kind of get overused and be cliche but that's how i've always been i've always spoke my mind to a certain extent with, with tact and, and with class. Um, but I've always been me. I've never really tried to back down from that. And you know, if you see me out and I'm dancing on a couch, cause I feel like dancing on a couch. That's what I feel like Heck doing. Yeah. And Heck yeah. yeah, like that's what I'll Shut do. Up, dancing you know? on couches. Yeah. yeah Heck yeah. <laughs> but it goes out a good point in every now. But yeah, like I'm not going to be, you know, I, I'm sure people are like, Oh, that's that, that's that guy that's on TV. Oh my gosh. Like people might, feel a certain way about it but it's like that the guy was on, that guy was on the palace podcast yeah that's the guy that was on the palace podcast you know and and he's dancing on a couch now in the middle of the street what is he doing yeah. but Heck yeah you know it's just it's just live life have fun be cool to each other and, and you're good like yeah and that's one george you're actually really good with that you always say this one line what's well, thanks, the one man. line oh shit Called, but the one you, if you can't laugh at yourself, who can you laugh at? Yeah, yeah. and no, you've you said call that me out every time I say it, you're like you always say. And that. I love it because it's so true. If you can't joke around with yourself and like 
again, we, me and all the boys, like we we chirp each other, right? Because oh, and again, it's always oh, friendly, it's friendly banter, right? You, yeah, sometimes and, it crosses yeah, the line. Yeah. You guys again. get take shots at me. But <laughs> no, I ain't gonna hold no grudges. Shout out to shout out to my the other George. My cousin's yeah. actually, my cousin got the same name. So Ruthless. if you can't if you can't <laughs> joke with yourself and the boys, it's like you know, who can you laugh at really? Like these are your your closest friends and yourself, right? Sometimes it's fun to poke fun. Like yeah. oh yeah, there's I, times where I, I in this podcast I'll say something and I'm like I'll listen to it a week later. And I'll think, how did I forget that word? Yeah. You know, like, how did I forget? Bad. That first episode, you had some. I would literally just, <laughs> I'd say, I'm like. This guy would try to bring out quotes and he's like saying a quote and our friends would listen back. They would text me like, yo, you got to get Ricky quote. like a dictionary <laughs> while he's talking. Yeah. This guy's making up quotes in the air. And yeah, like, or there's times I would forget like simple words. I can't remember the episode. Michelle will call us out. Yeah, Michelle, sure. one of our good buddies will call oh, us nice. out. Yeah, but uh, it's it's one of those things where you can literally, if you can't laugh at yourself, then who can you really yeah, laugh it's at? It's so right? true, man. Uh, you know, I've same thing. I've got a squad that I keep very tight. It's a small group. Any shout-outs here? I uh, no, 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 shut them out. <laughs> they don't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> they treat me like trash. Um, but that's what it is. They keep any kind of inflated ego that I might want to have. They won't allow that yeah. to happen. And I've had a good squad, you know, in, in different different parts of my life. But uh, that's been around me for a long time. And same thing. I always say with friends like these, and I don't even finish sentence because I don't need enemies. These guys will tear me down yeah. if I need it, right? Yeah. And, and, but I appreciate that, and, and, and you need that in your world. People that will always tell you like it is. No That's one's straight up. To yeah. like Keeps you humble. You. They don't blow smoke up your ass, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, and, and everybody needs that. You know, I'd, I'd rather hear something straight from one of those guys than somebody else is like completely bursting my bubble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought that was cool. No, yeah. no, it wasn't cool. It never was. We've been telling you. Yeah. Like, well, I didn't listen, okay? It's like George's yeah. long hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's... Listen, man, the hair was nice. I had I really, liked, really I long hair it. for a couple of years. And, uh, this, and I liked you got to enjoy it. I was telling my dad, literally telling my dad today, I was like, dude, I don't know. I haven't gotten a haircut. I had, like, I did a couple of my own COVID haircuts. I used to cut my, like, other people's hair and stuff, too. Yeah. It's another story. Um, <laughs> so I have, like, the skill set to do it yeah. to a certain ex- extent. Uh, so I did it the first month and a half. I was cutting my own. And then I was like, nah, I'm just going to let it go. Then I said to my dad, I'm like, I might not be able to grow my hair long. I'm in my 40s now, man. Like, you don't know in your when. 40s? Yeah. Oh, you look at your like, yeah, all right. I was, gonna, I was, I was just fuck. saying, like, early, early yeah, 30s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you, parents, for those jeans, eh? Thanks, mom. Thanks, no, pops. Sure. Thanks, ma. Um, but yeah, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to grow out to do a man bun again. Why not mess around Might with as well. it? You got, see, you got a head see. start too. Like it's COVID like, haircuts. That's yeah, that's the thing, right? Being in COVID, like you gotta go through that ugly phase. Now, no one's really not seeing people as often. Oh, see, oh, I didn't you have are, a choice. I mean, you are. I didn't. Like, we yeah. didn't stop. I didn't have a choice. Yeah. I was like, well, no one's getting mad at me for having a bigger beard and longer just hair, so on, I'm just man. going with it. Yeah. Roll. With it, I had yeah. it, and uh, I cut it. Like I said, I cut yeah. it last Friday. Whatever, we could go. And uh, one of my buddies, Dave, he's a big shit talker. But anyways, mm-hmm. I cut it. And you know, after I cut it, I got a lot of messages being like, "Wow, you look great." Couple with this girls hair. sliding in the DMs. Maybe a few, okay, okay. a few. Yeah. I had a couple compliments, but uh, oh yeah, I, I mentioned my buddies after. I'm like, "Yo, guys, like people have been telling me like, you know, I look like I'm skinnier. I look like I lost weight. Like, oh, yeah. why were you telling me this?" And Dave's like, "You idiot! I've been saying it for two years since <laughs> you came. Like, since you came home with this hair, I said, cut your damn hair." He goes, "You cannot blame anyone but yourself." I was like, "You know what? Fair, fair. I deserve this, but." <laughs> Anyways, having buddies around you that keep you humble and yeah. uh, keep you the, the humility is very important. Yeah, it's well, definitely necessary. The, I had a, if you, I have a separate chop. No, no, I was going to say on to the topic you. of COVID, I was going to mm-hmm. say, who's the, or what's the most exciting thing that has happened in your life during this COVID situation? Wow. 
because I know you you guys are doing a lot of the interviews on the street now, Dundas, I think. Finally, yeah. So we're finally getting people in person. Uh, it's still very limited, um, but you know, during this time, it was it was tough. We had a small team, maybe five or six of us that were actually on the floor, and then we had a couple people in our control room that were all working hard behind the scenes that came in every day, you know, risk, you know, themselves. Yeah, man. Shout out was, to all yeah. the people in the like media entertainment industry because yeah. Yeah. they're basically TV has not slowed down. Mm-hmm. You know, news brought newscasters yeah. and. Yeah. Anybody who's kind of chirping here and there, and like I don't want to say any names, but there's so many people just hating. It's like, guys, these people are working seven days a week to provide us with news. I actually never thought of. I don't watch a lot of news person, but mm-hmm. I never thought about that. Like you hear the front line. Like don't get me wrong, shout out all the front. Of course, line, yeah, that. yeah. But like there's a lot of people covering the front line, all that stuff. You don't really think the, about you get that, your right? news yeah. every single day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your I news is coming really, from yeah. some some people, some team, mm-hmm. a group of people, right? Yeah, yeah. Like. Nobody wow, really says something. I appreciate. Yeah. It. I'm like, man, these yeah, people man. work seven days a week. Yeah, I appreciate it because yeah, we were we, we didn't stop right, and we, it was uncertainty, and we had to adjust everything. We had you know cut our team more than half that was in the building, but then you had everybody that you didn't see. Like you saw me doing my thing, and you're like, okay, he's got to work so hard, blah blah. Yeah, but there was you know so yeah. many other people behind us making sure that we were okay doing what we were doing, getting us the information, making sure it all looked good. Uh, which is unbelievable in that team that we had, but it was it was shrunken down. It was tough for everybody. So, you know, to really see everybody come together and work hard like that, and again, you know, any essential worker, no matter what kind of industry you're in, was greatly appreciated and, and still is. Um, but during that time too, you know, I mentioned to you right before we started this, it was kind of a reset for everybody. And so you had this opportunity to speak to people in their own homes and there's always a wall up when you first speak to anybody in, in, in any kind of interview, whether it's a news-based one, a political-based one, um, you know, a restaurant, whatever it might be, or entertainment. There's that wall up. But when people are sitting in their own home, on their own couch, in their own probably no pants on the bottom, yeah. whatever it might be, <laughs> they're willing to open up a little more. Uh, they're willing to be a little more compassionate. They're willing to give you a little more information. So that to me was real cool. That was something that we saw. We got some interviews that, you know, we had no business getting, you know, we had BB Rexa come on. We had Benny out of, uh, out of uh, Australia and just different people coming on that we didn't think that we'd have a chance to chat to. You know, I talked to, um, Perry Edwards had a little mix in the UK. You know, her her boyfriend's a big footballer. He came on when we did an Instagram live stream. Oh, wow. And so just all these little things were super cool to get people in that insight. You got to see how these big famous people that you only read about or see about, you got to see how they lived. That to me True, I thought yeah. was a really cool thing. I mean, outside, of, I mean, that's superficial compared to everything that was going on. Uh, but that was really dope. Yeah. A lot of these people, do you, so when, when you guys were trying to set this up during this time, like, are you involved in the planning side? Do you get to say, let's go after these people? Or is there a team behind the scenes that kind of pursues these guests? Yeah, we have that? producers that are working like day and night to try and pursue things. And, and then, you know, we get approached with different uh, opportunities as well. But if we have something, like I'll have certain contacts and be like, hey, let's hit these guys up. Like these guys would be really good for us to have on. This is what they're involved in in the community. This is what they're doing. Uh, this, you know, they're making masks and they're giving it to people uh, with no charge and taking, pivoting their business and all. So there's a lot of that happening too. So there's input from from all levels, which is cool. If you could, uh, if you could interview one person Oof. in the world, anyway, let me rephrase this: one person, any era, any time in the world. Oh, that's a good one. Okay, George. Well, what, I was going to ask you? what you're thinking. I was going to. Yeah. I if I could interview one person, any mm-hmm. any era, any time. Yeah. I think I know mine. Who's yours? I think Sidney Crosby after the Golden Goal. Oh. Well, I don't mean really like good. interview what time you would interview. I'm just like, like if you can go oh, back. You said any, okay, you okay, said okay. any point in time. Yeah, it's your answer. Okay. I can't tell you your answer. Or Justin Timberlake after he got off the stage at the <laughs> oh, Victoria's oh, Secret yeah. Fashion Show. 
Victoria's oh, I thought you were going to say Super Bowl. Oh, that's what I thought you were going to say. No, Victoria, say Victoria, what happened Bowl. at Victoria's okay. Secret Fashion Show? You got to walk down the runway and sing at the peak of his career sort of with like the most Bruno beautiful Bar, woman in the yeah, world. The weekend, well, yeah, the weekend. Yeah, the weekend. Yeah, the weekend was more Why JT? Why JT? Yeah, man, I got a thing for JT. I'm a big JT fan. You know, I would honestly, I think if I could sit down and play, like, interview one person, it's really hard. I've, I have like I know my golf like golf foursome I'd play with, but if I had to pick one, honestly, Shaquille O'Neal would be pretty high on that list. Yeah, I just think he's just like he's so. I think he's so cool. He's done a lot of things. He's such a diverse guy. And he's a funny character. Like that guy went from being an NBA champion. He owns like the biggest chain of like I think it's like Papa Taco John's. Bell. No Taco Bell's and Five Guys. I think huh? so. He's made a ton of money in the restaurant industry. Right. He's a DJ playing in front of like. Yeah. Have you seen his sets? Yeah, like that guy is hundreds hype. of thousands of people. Like, yeah. And he's on TNT. Like he just yeah. seems like someone really cool to kind of hear about their. He's career. definitely an interesting character. I would mm, okay. So my like ultimate history one and the serious one would be Gandhi. Just because of everything that everything that went on, and my parents, my background, like they're not like they're we're originally from India, but my parents are from Uganda, East Africa, right? So they're like I've never been to India. I've never I'd love to go, Um, but Gandhi and what you went through and what you've read about, I just would love to hear what he meant to the culture back then, society, everything, and the cause. And it wasn't just for like Indians; it was everybody could kind of get on board with what he's doing and his mind, uh, his mindset, mentality. So I would love to pick his brain about like. That's a really cool answer. Some yeah. thoughts and, and, and just where the philosophies came from. Um, but man, I would love to get, and I haven't, we haven't done this in a long time, but Aubrey, I'd love to get Drake back because we- Manifest it. Shout right? out to Drake, shout out to Aubrey, let's go. Obs, it's, it's, yeah, been, yeah. It's, it's been a minute with Obs. We, I'm, you know, we go way back and in my flow days and his early music days and, you know, flow was the first radio station I ever play his music. I got to do an interview with him which we never aired. It was just him, his manager came in, this is a cool story, his manager came in to bring in a new record. This was before he was signed, right? And so they went to- It's like Best I Ever Had time. This is before before Best I Ever Had. Lil Wayne, uh, I Want This Shit, what's the song called? I want the shit. No, I'm thinking of the wrong song. So I'm I'm still fly. Do what you do. So yeah, I'm still fly. That was with, um, oh my gosh. He, no. Oh, it'll come to me in a second. He's with Smoke and Mirrors. What's with Smoke and Mirrors? Page. Page. With Page. Yeah. That so, was when I was in like grade seven. Yeah. Like, so around that time. Grade eight, grade seven. So around that time. High school maybe. He had Do What You Do and City Is Mine, right? right. Those were the first tracks. So we played right. those on Flow. Uh, so he came in with his manager. He went to the music director's office. The manager Sorry, did. Later, yeah. And uh, and Obbs came into the studio with me because I was doing the showtime. I'm like, yo, just come. I'm going to hit record. Let's just talk. And we just started talking. And talking, and he was he manifested everything. He's like, "Yo, I want to be the guy that puts on for the city, man. You know, I want everybody to be like, "Yo, you know, you know Drake, you know Canada. That's why." And he was just saying all these things, and it, it was crazy. Like, less than ten years later, it all happened. Yeah. And and that conversation, I still have it. I posted it, and it's one of my favorites with him because it was just two guys both trying to rise in their careers and, and very early in their careers, uh, very different places and different things, but just super young and fresh and just having a conversation like yeah, this yeah. and like, what would you like to do? What would, what's the coolest thing? And, and just having fun. So I'd love to do that full circle. You know, I'm sh- sure we can co- have a conversation with some of his people to try and make that happen again. Manifest um, it into, into the world. Yeah. Man, I would love to existence. sit, I would love to yeah. sit with OBS and see what the last, you know, 10 years. He's done like some crazy, then. crazy, like crazy things. Biggest artist on the planet. Like, yeah. yeah. 
Which is well, it, yo, hands down the mm-hmm. biggest, which is insane. Honestly, I'm not the, like three are probably the biggest in the world are probably Canadian. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Week, uh, weekend, weekend Drake, Drake and, and Bieber, Bieber. Bieber's, which yeah. is crazy. But like Drake with what he's done, I mean, the guy's got his logo on the old, like the, he's the old <laughs> practice facility. Think about that. He has the naming <laughs> so rights to a, a training center for the NBA championship yeah. team, which is insane. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I remember one time I met him. I was like, I don't often get starstruck, and I was actually at a Raptors game, and I was like. Sitting downstairs in the uh, before he had the dra- the um, share club, sure club yeah. so he used to come downstairs like the platinum lounge, and I was sitting at a game, and I was thinking it was with my dad and like a cousin of mine, I was just sitting at the bar there, like hanging out. And the bartender, shout out Jeff, best bartender in that arena. He goes, he goes, he goes, oh uh, whatever. He's like, he's Aubrey. He said something. Yeah. He's here, and I'm like, who's here? He's like, oh Aubrey. I turn around. He's like standing like next to me ordering a drink. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what's up, man? He's like, how you doing, buddy? I was like, good. Like, just made conversations. Cool people, like, trying to mob him. And he's like, yeah, I got to get out of here. And, like, he yeah. walks to his back room. But, yeah, it's the only, one and only time I met him. Really, really nice guy. It reminds me of my time I met um, Lewis Hamilton at Lost You didn't even Cal. know who he was. So yeah. I walk, I walk, I'm like walking to the club and I see this guy. I'm like, yo, man, sick hat. He's like, best oh, race car driver in yeah. history. Yeah, he's like, yeah, thanks, yeah. man. And I'm like, where'd you get it? He's like, oh, it's my own brand. I was like, oh, sick, man. That's dope. Like, yo, you do you. <laughs> I walked over. No, you. I so the next day, no, like, bro, you so like the you. pictures, the pictures got posted on recognizable guy. The next yeah. day, Smaller. right? The next day, the pictures got posted on on Facebook or something. And I remember I sent it to one of the boys, and I told them about this hat. I was yeah. like, guys, this guy has a sick hat. He's kind of short. Might have sent it to me to be. Yeah, yeah. so like, might have sent it to George. Let's say, and I was like, yo, like, do you see this hat? Like, I need to know where to buy one. He goes, bro, are you serious? I was like, yeah, man. How sick is it? It's Lewis Hamilton. I was like, actually, I'm like, I knew the name. I just, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what he looked like. Yeah, he's like. This Lewis Hamilton. I was like, actually, like instantly Google Lewis Hamilton. Mm, I was like, holy goal, crap! Man. I'm like, yeah. he's the go. Yeah. <laughs> if I saw him, that man, like, you have some time. I got a podcast. You want to come? Hundred percent. We met Mike, we met Mike and Tyson also, there. And also, do you, bro? Yeah. Do you, you do you. Sick hat. Yeah. Man. He said it's my own brand. Yeah, he says my brand. Sick man. Good fashion brand. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, sick man. Cool. That's awesome. <laughs> Meanwhile, here I am. Like, yeah, this yeah, guy's yeah. like probably like, wow. This guy actually doesn't know who I am. Yeah. Which he probably loved. Yeah, he probably did. Like, yeah. Sick man, complimenting my brand, not my race car driving exactly. skills. Exactly, right? which is because well, cool. everyone does that. They do that thing where they either, like, I feel oh, like yeah. I don't know this. I'm not a celebrity, but I feel like it's the one that drives people nuts. It's either like, okay, if you recognize someone, people get it all the time. Mm-hmm. But it's like you recognize them by face, and you're like, oh, you're that guy, and you gotta ask them who they are. Yeah, like you should be like, hey man, nice to meet you. I don't know who you are, but I feel like that would be so annoying. It's like, oh, tell me again why you're famous, like who you are. <laughs> and I feel like celebrities get that. He probably liked you because you didn't do that. But I feel like people like. I've been out somewhere. Mm. I don't know. I don't remember where it was. It was like a game. Maybe it was a Leafs or Raptor or Blue Jay, and you could tell who he was. Oh, outside. I don't remember outside Sky Dome after 2015 when the when David Price bought them all scooters, <laughs> and we're coming out of the thing and we see like Deanna Navarro, and we stop and say hi to him. It's like, hey, nice to meet you, man. Like, great game tonight. Let them go on their way. And you hear these people maw them after, and like you hear in the back and be like, oh, what what player are you? Like, who are you? And I feel like I'd be so pissed. <laughs> yeah, if I was someone famous and that happened. Like, you know, You're like, you don't wait. What? I would yeah. sign the autograph yeah. with the wrong name. <laughs> That's it. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Batista. Yeah. No. That's. Uh, but that goes back to what you were saying about just like, yeah. You just, you just can't. You gotta laugh at. Yeah. It, right? Yeah. yeah. True. Not take it too seriously. And at the yeah. end of the day, like you know, how many people are gonna recognize? Like we recognize the guy who's like a the backup catcher on the Blue Jays. Like, yeah. Not everyone's gonna recognize him. That's so One true. question I did want to ask mm-hmm. to jump back. You said you get up at four a.m. Yeah. Every day. Mo- Every day. Four oh seven. Per, like that's a very specific yeah, time. Wait, like, one alarm or do you have like eight alarms no I, I i just changed each the alarm each time so it's okay. one alarm that's uh, it. usually around yeah 407 that's risky though four, like 407 if you miss that it is risky <laughs> i've missed it once 
Uh, no, they know. I showed up late. I was like, oops, I fell asleep. It's it's a known fact. I'm not a great sleeper. Um, you know, those who you you know, if you I love sleep. I'm just not good at it. You know, people love basketball and they coach. They coach. <laughs> I, I, like, I'm not good at sleep. I love it. Or they it. watch. I play. Or you just watch, <laughs> yeah. right? So I love sleep. I'm just not great at it. So I sleep about three hours a night. And I try and get about an hour or so in the, during the day if, if I get that opportunity. But that's, yeah, but that's now you have part wow. of your schedule, right? Yeah. So and you can a, run like that. Like you've like, you run like that for 20 plus years. Jeez. Dude, if I don't get like eight hours, I'm like, yeah, I might call it in today. I, I feel like we know, talked about this. <laughs> I don't even know what eight hours is. I don't know what that feels like. I really? can't, and even if I have nothing to do, I can't, my body won't let me shut down for eight hours. It's, it's my mind's always going. So see, I'm, yeah. I'm very similar to that. My mind doesn't shut off, but then there's, I have sleep apnea too, which I, uh, fun fact to the pals podcast <laughs> listeners. I have a sleep apnea device. That goes you got over the mask? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. But the worst part is. So I get so I guess in the middle of the night I somehow just take it off mm-hmm. and it's like I like actually take it off and hang it up but I don't remember any of it. So now I'm at the point where I have my like follow up <laughs> and it's a month later and I'm like I've used this thing like maybe 10 times but I've only worn it maybe for like 2 or 3 hours each time. So <laughs> I have no idea what my results are going to be yeah. like but I know what you mean because I can't fall yeah, asleep. Terrible. Scott sent me like last night you sent me like fucking 100 messages. Yeah, but that was yeah. different. Where something, something was on else. my mind, right? Yeah. So it's like something's on my mind. I say then goodbye to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be thinking and then one thing that uh, one of someone has taught me that if you're thinking about something you have to write it down. Mm-hmm. Get it off your mind. But then there's time uh-oh. Oh, our cameras. I knew that was going to happen gone. at some point. It's okay, but um, yeah, there's time. It's still going. We're good. Yeah, okay. That one just like so I knew it was they shut say off it, uh, <laughs> if you can write it down, just, it'll take it off your right, mind. Yeah. So then there's times where I'll literally write it down. And I'm like, okay, back to bed. Then I'm thinking, yeah. shit. And then I'll just keep thinking because you keep like, thinking about it's it. It's going. It's going. And my body is so tired. It's just like Ricky, just fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And then you're counting sheep, and it's like, oh, it's like, so someone's like, count back from a hundred. All right, yeah. let's count. I've done it like five times. Like how many? I've counted five hundred now. You, are <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm like ten minutes counter. into this counting <laughs> yeah. to a hundred now. Like. I'm an expert at counting. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I did the whole test where they probe you up and throw things yep. on you. Yeah, like you're basically a science yeah. experiment. Oh, the guy's like, "You got nothing wrong. You're just a mess." He goes, "You need to get." He's like, "You're just." He's like, "I've never seen anyone like you in the what did he say in the 53 years I've been doing this." And I'm like, oh, "What? Well, someone charming and cool?" He's like, <laughs> Psych. He's like, "No." He's so like straight laced. He's like, "No." You're a mess. It's like, oh, jeez. Yeah. I appreciate goes, that, dog. He goes, "You were here for however many hours? You slept a total of 45 minutes." A total, not at one point, complete Shut total. Up. You were here overnight. You slept 45 minutes. I'm like, yeah, well, this is like a weird situation. You take me out. Like, you asked me to go to bed like four hours earlier than I would normally go out. You're in a little single little, bed. You got little things like attached to my body. <laughs> like, this is weird. I did yeah. the exact same test and mm-hmm. I left. So I was supposed to do it. This is a really weird topic. Got on to, yeah. But I did it because I get my tonsils removed and I was just like university. And they're like, yeah. hey, we'll give you a sleep test. So I... I uh, fun fact about me, I hate hospitals. <laughs> terrified of hospitals. Like, I'm learning about each other. Terrified. About. But I go into this test, there's Mississauga. And I mean, that's not why I'm scared of hospitals. Have you ever seen Halloween? Like, scared movies? <laughs> Bro, like, I feel like I'm going to die every time I'm in a hospital. Every horror movie in a hospital does not end well. Um, so they wired me up as well. And like, I was, I had to go to bed at like eight or nine. I was like, this is weird. I go to bed at like 11. So I'm lying there and that, all, the, all the stuff's attached to you. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, take these things off. I call my mom. I'm like, hey, just take my tonsils out. Like, I'm. Get me out of here. I, Mom, do I'm out of here. I literally just walked out of the Sponge hospital. Like, Where are you yeah. going? You have like eight hours of sleep still. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Just let's Take get this out. done with. Yeah. yeah. Nah, but yeah. yeah, it is what it is. If you can operate on it, it's great. I'm, I'm the type though, like if I know I have an interview the next day or for the show, say, so if we get things late, I always read and prep my stuff before I go to bed. 
Uh, that to me is, is relaxing. That relaxes my mind to know that I've done my work ahead of time. So I might stay up way later because I wanted, you know, I over prep for things like how you were saying you were looking, um, when you interviewed uh, Eric, yeah, yeah. right. And you guys were looking up stuff and you like, I over prep for everything I do. So even if I have a four minute interview with somebody, I'm doing, you know, five, six, seven hours of prep because wow. I want to know certain things in case we go off to that yep. or you know, I want to know about this person as best I can or their career in order to, to throw in something that they've never heard before or something that might catch their interest. And they'd be like, oh, wow, this, this person cares, yeah. you know, and, and they took the time to learn about me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them a little something, you know. Yeah. When we had Donovan too, so we started asking questions and he at one point he says, like, you're never going to you're not going to ask me a question that hasn't been asked in the 25 years yeah. I've been doing this. And one of our last questions, which we'll ask you at towards the end, okay. he goes, "Wow, no one's ever asked this. Asked me that." We're like, "Heck yeah, the nice. Pals Podcast." <laughs> that's it. That's uh, what it's you want to good do, one, right? Yeah. And that's it, because again, you you have people that they hear it all. Yeah, like, of I course. Was, I mean, you've been doing this for that long, right? Name drop like last week. I did a Zoom interview with Katy Perry. Heck know? yeah, so dope. She's like ready. She's ready to pop. pop like, yeah. by, by the time this comes up, she might have given birth already. She's got a new album coming out. So we're talking about that, and then we just like goofed around about other things. And right at the end, you know, she gave me this like one liner, and uh, she's like, "Yeah, you know, and we'll see what my daughter blooms into." And I went, "Huh? Pun intended for Orlando, or for like?" I go, "Pun intended." She goes, "Yeah, I gave you that one. You're welcome." And I, was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I just went, "Appreciate you." And she's like, "Because mm -hmm. Orlando blooms a dad." Right? Yeah. So I was like. You know that she just threw that. She's like, I'm just gonna give you a bone. Why not? Yeah, I'll have you some because I know you're gonna use that sound. Sound bite, right? yeah, yeah. My yeah, producers yeah. are like, yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's that clip that goes viral. There, yeah, yeah. that's the one, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's they know what they're doing, but if you can engage them, they'll they'll be a little more friendly yeah. and open and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Makes do you sense. have do you have one trick or like one go to that's like either you keep it in your back pocket or when you're prepping, it's one thing you're gonna like. I gotta find out this thing about them or a specific question. No, I like to. I, uh, I think it's different for everybody. It depends on who who I'm interviewing or whatever. If it's somebody newer, uh, I'll try and find out a little more info. If it's somebody Canadian, I will try and hit up people I know that might know them. Yeah, get an inside and scoop. get a little inside thing like something you know, like your boys with this guy. Yeah, like oh, I know when you when you uh, go here. We used to play high school football, blah blah, and they'd be like, what? How do you know that? My That's coach? not on my Wikipedia. Yeah, like how did you know my coach was so and so? Like something like that. And they're yeah. like, Oh snap! So you're either creepy. <laughs> or you do your work. It's one yeah, or the other. Yeah, and it's yeah. been about sometimes, right? You but usually, again, it, back to the thing we were talking about earlier, it, like, mm -hmm. it's like that you take it seriously, you're a professional, and they take, mm -hmm. then it like, kind of disarms a little bit, right? Yeah. yeah. And so that's it. So I don't know if I have a go-to, um, but I do like to go a little deeper into somebody's catalog. If it's a musician, say. Okay. I'll, I'll pull something that might not be... In the mixtapes. Yeah, it won't be a hit single or whatever. I might pull something or I pull out a quote from one of their songs and be like, you know, this was something that you wrote. It's not somebody else that wrote it and you just performed it. Something you wrote, you know, 12 years ago. What does that lyric mean to you now? You know, uh, does it, does it mean anything different? Was that just a moment? Was that like a mantra? I'm making a is mental that, note of this for yeah. the next time we have a musician on yeah. mental note here. I actually have a question on that. Yeah. What's one lyric that like really resonates with you? Is there one that stands out? Oof. On the way here, I decided to throw on iTunes, but the top 100 hits in Mexico. So all I'm hearing is like Balvin and Bad Bunny in my head right now, and and I don't understand Spanish that well. So um, a lot of Drake stuff, like a lot of that stuff, because it is the city yeah. in, in what we grew up in, and I watched literally him start from the bottom uh, in his music career. Uh, so there's a lot of that that stands out. Um, you know, recently, 
of all people, and, and I love this guy for when I met him in the time frame, Kanye. Uh, you know, people will say what they say about Kanye, but my experience and my personal experience with Kanye was amazing. So, um, you know, it's sad to see the direction that he went to yeah. and some of the things that he's gone through. And, and the Still a musical genius, and all that. though. A musical genius, musical 100%. Genius, yeah. um, but there, there is a line that he says that um, everything I'm not made me everything I am. And so... Uh, what track's that from? I can't try. I, it's called uh, Everything I'm Not, I think. Or no, Everything I Am is the name of the track, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. But, and it's such a, you know, an underdog story, that line. And that's, and that's kind of how I feel. You know, it's like. Now I have Good Morning playing my head for some reason. Oh, dude, so, I know. So I just, it just went into my head. I'm trying to college dropout. Oh, that album is just, a, it's a classic. Wait, like, favorite, what's your favorite, Kanye, both of you guys' favorite Kanye album? College dropout. Yeah. I think 808s and Heartbreaks. I really Actually, love yeah. 808s and Heartbreaks. Flight that one school? Was like, Flight school? Bro, that one really. That was one of my tunes. So that one really resonated with me. And we actually like got super lucky. Like little side story. We were at Coachella for my 25th birthday. And the, Drake and The Weeknd were the headliners. Nice. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That year. So we're on, we were watching The Weeknd perform at the main stage. Mm-hmm. And I think it was the night after. The, after Drake. Um, and the weekend, I, honestly, I've seen him live so many times. I think he's one of the few that's like his voice sounds the same. Yeah. I like it sounds like you listen yeah. to a CD. But he starts singing um, Heartless. He starts like segueing his song into Heartless. And I have a video of this. And I'll never forget. I'm like, I'm like, yo, I think he's going to bring Kanye out. Yeah. And my buddies are like, are you nuts? Mm. And then the beat starts dropping and he goes into heart, uh, 808 and Heartbreaks. Yeah, the moment's a Heartless. Oh, it yeah. was the. The craziest thing I've ever seen. Well, but yeah, Runaway Con- on that album as well. Yeah, I was like, oh, let's have a toast to the douchebag. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's it's such a shame. It's funny that you mentioned Jay Z was one of your favorite. Yeah. I saw Jay Z, Kanye, Watch the Throne yeah. concert, and still to this day, one of my favorite concerts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'm a massive concert guy. I go yeah. to twenty concert. You go like, to any concert, basically any BTS, concert. Yeah, I'll Kanye. go to anybody. Right? And if Katy if Perry, if they're big and like I can appreciate their music, yeah. I'll go like screamo stuff. No offense to that. It's just I can't do it. Mm. Like serious heavy metal again. Like I can't really do. It. I can do like ACDC, but like Guns and Roses. That's more yeah, kind yeah. of rock, pop, yeah. rock, metal. Like mm-hmm. it's not really like heavy metal. Yeah. But basically, any concert I'll go to. Just and I'll go alone. I don't care. Yeah. Like, I'll just go with whoever. I've done a bunch of shows alone. There's yeah. like even in radio, they're like, yeah, we got you a pass. I'm like, cool. Sorry, hey, y'all. You ever Literally need? You ever need a partner? Yeah. You know who to call now? I'm in for <laughs> everything. Ricky will go to and when they come yeah. back. So concert. I went to Jay Z and Kanye, and man, just that mm-hmm. concert itself was unbelievable. Well, the buzz for them before they even got on stage just the buzz in the arena was nuts because everyone was just like yes and they had those two light up towers yeah. that popped up and they each had their own then we come out to a song together two songs together then one would dip down the other one goes even higher like uh, crazy dude they're just ins- cra- and it insane. wasn't a traditional stage yeah. talk about that concert <laughs> I, I can talk about concerts so for good. hours it was so good but uh, I wanted to ask Diva once one thing that people wouldn't know about you secret talent secret hobby passion you secretly you like love rom-coms. cooking Italian. <laughs> um, I bought the Tom Jones CD back in the day because it had It's Not Unusual, which was on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and I loved the Carlton dance. And I bought that CD, and I used to play it when no one other else was around. <laughs> Shut <laughs> like up. Like the whole album. It was the greatest hits album, and I used to play that, which is pretty stupid, and I've never said that out loud, which was actually not stupid. <laughs> it's it's a was, on the camera's dead, yeah. but it's a Pals podcast exclusive. Except your video's not working. Yeah, no. <laughs> Shut up. I'm so unprofessional. You got to feel really I'm going to deny this. No. Um, <laughs> What's okay? The audio. We got the audio. Yeah, no, I'm bugging. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was, that was fun. No, we, we always used to do the Carlton dance. So I bought that CD. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Man, I'm pretty open about my stuff, man. I'm pretty, pretty open. 
Um, you're gonna think of something one day, and you're gonna hit us. I'm up gonna like, hit hey, you there's because that one thing. yeah, like I play I played hockey as a kid. I was pretty decent. Uh, I played MTHL here in Toronto um, until like we missed signups one year, and then but it was also <laughs> super expensive to play hockey, and our family couldn't really it's, afford it. So is, I was yeah. okay. Yeah, I was okay with not doing that anymore um that's why basketball soccer yeah. baseball are getting huge in the city because those are a fraction of the cost basketball's blowing up yeah. all my little cousins now like yeah. some play hockey still but a lot are getting into basketball yeah. my female cheap. cousins you already yeah. got shoes all you need is a ball yeah. all you need is a ball and there's playgrounds there's you can just play Community, outside it's yeah. a global sport right yeah, yeah. And, and you know it's a turnover now you're seeing that the newer generation our age your age and now kids they're growing up on basketball yeah. not especially hockey, the yeah. facts of the the raptors are they're seeing again, the best cultures. team in the world yeah Best yeah. In the world. So, yeah, man, I don't, I don't have anything fun or juicy. I don't think I gotta think about that one. When we think of it, send us a video. We'll post yeah, it. We'll I will. Just add it on. We'll yeah. hit them up. Yeah. We'll be like, hey, pals, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I secret talent I had. Um, I sucked at playing the recorder. I tried to do that. Oh, oh yeah. So when we uh, okay, so, here we go. Okay, so I was born in Halifax, right? So uh, whatever reason, school there when you're a kid. The instrument they gave you in like little grade school, like grade two, three, and four, was the recorder. And you had to be able to play it. And I sucked at it. To the point where I just didn't care. I didn't want to try, <laughs> right? We had a dude across the street named Don, like one of the neighbors, and he was in like a musician. So my parents were trying to get him to teach me. And I was like, yeah, not having it. So then there's a recital thing or like a little thing, and we're on a stage somewhere, and I faked it. <laughs> because it was like with a Heck choir, yeah, right? Fake there's it a, till you make it, there's, baby. There's a bunch of us, so I'm like, like <laughs> trying to do hot cross buns, right? I was just gonna say yeah. it's a song for sure. And so I'm like making the sound in the recorder instead of actually blowing into the recorder and doing that. So I was doing it. And I'm like, <laughs> you fake the whole thing. I just fake the whole thing, man, with the recorder by my mouth. And I'm like, my class. I think I was like seven or eight years old i faked the whole thing and i just remember being mom's got it. this on video for sure eh oh dude it's like it haunts me to this day that i had to go on stage for that i was so scared and i think so everyone nervous. i think that recorded too i, had, I remember when uh, i was in like grade three maybe grade three yeah. four i had to do yeah. it yeah i if was there's it? someone with zero musical talent it is i yeah. really zero Man, my yeah. high school i had long hair in grade 12 mm. so we, our school play was jesus christ superstar so oh, there like, you go i'm gonna be jesus <laughs> yeah you are I got there. I sang. He's like, you can't sing. You can't dance. You can't do music. Yeah, the teacher teacher asked. The teacher asked. Goes, Rick. uh, Have you ever sang before? I was like, Fuck! I killed this. He's asking if I ever sang because he's gonna boost my pump my tires. Yeah. I was like, No, never. He's like, Yeah, I can tell. All right. He's like, You can't be Jesus. You could be a soldier. I'm like, All right. Okay. Get one line. Sick. Then I didn't even do that because I I was playing football or something. So that was the the start and end of my musical career. That's a short lift. Very short. Okay, you'll be a professional podcaster. There we go. There we go. We'll see. Um, Yeah, but Devo, this is the time where we usually start to wrap things up, and we appreciate two two big questions. Yeah, we appreciate you coming in and sitting down with us. Honestly, man, thank you. This has been really cool. Thank you guys. It's so fun when you have someone who's got so many good stories and and willing to share. I'm sure you had a million more too. I've I've got a million, man. (laughs) Well, we're gonna do do part two. We're definitely doing part two. Yeah, we do it again another day. And honestly, it's great because you know I'm usually on the other side of this, so I don't ever. That's why it's hard for me to come up with these things because I'm like, oh. I don't ever talk about me, right? Yeah. So it's, uh, it's yeah, it's nice. It's nice to be vain for a minute. So yeah. I appreciate well, it. Well, you're always, <laughs> welcome. You you are always welcome. You're always welcome to come uh, on. So our two questions we always ask every guest is, yeah. uh, if there's a movie about your life, who would you want to star as you? Oh, wow. Any Again, any era, any time in history. Oh, man. A movie about my life. 
That's a great question, guys. I've been getting a lot of that lately. Relax, Relax. I've been getting a lot of that lately. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, your tires are fucking everyone pumping fixed tires. (laughs) Man, who'd I want to play me? I don't know why I would say this because it really has no relevance to my life, but I'm gonna say De Niro. I like, like it. such a good like actor. prime De Niro because I just love every like Raging De Niro. Bull, Godfather yeah. De Niro, yeah, like prime De Niro, just to, yeah. I just I, I love De Niro. I just like love everything ass. he's done. Yeah, dude, he's been in. If you actually look at his like lineup of movies mm-hmm. and how long his career is, it's crazy. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and, and and the range of it and and all that and the type of person he is. You know, every I've never got a chance to interview him. You know, he would be a bucket list bucket list interview for sure. Um, but I've heard just great things about him too. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah I think I, I, just the first person yeah, that comes man, to mind. I don't that's, know why. That's, yeah, yeah, that's what we want. Yeah. We got one more. If you, <laughs> if you could give one piece of advice to your younger self, what mm-hmm. would it be? Um, <laughs> I almost take your advice. Do you, bro? Um, <laughs> but it's it's so bad the camera's not on right now. <laughs> oh man, it's uh, but it's true. It's just uh, you know, I always was true to me but don't be embarrassed by who you are or where you come from who the people are around you um yeah don't take shit from people like stand up for yourself and 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 i wish i did that from a younger age i mean i did it to a certain extent but when i got into this corporate world and things like that i definitely was a little more hesitant to i didn't want to offend anybody i didn't want to make people mad because i was scared i'd lose a job or i wouldn't make it um so I think just be confident in you and uh, yeah, and don't don't be ashamed of where you come from and, and continue to, to just push you and the culture and and for everybody else. Like just like that's what I try and do on the show, man. Yeah. Like, you know, when you guys are saying you see it and stuff, it's I go out there and I try and speak for people that are the everyday person that's out mm-hmm. there doing what they do. Uh, I try and give them a voice when I go out there every day. So, you know, like you said, you want to give them that, like where they can kind of just be in that moment mm-hmm. and like, see what you're doing and then kind of forget all the problems. Yeah. Yeah. It's really sound advice, man. Thanks guys. I like it. <laughs> it's fun, man. This is, yeah. And this honestly has been great. Appreciate Some it. Awesome we, we're advice. definitely getting Devo. You got to come back on for round yeah, two. We'll to, do man. it. Uh, I'd love to. Maybe we'll do it in the winter. We'll, we'll get another spot. We'll do a night on site or something. We'll do something. Ooh, fun. Yeah, like, li- li- pals live to air. There we go. We'll, we'll get a booth in Young and Dundas. Ooh, there we go. There <laughs> we go. Right. Well, it would be great. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll definitely do another, but if people want to find out more about you, what you're doing, where can they go? Uh, you know what? I'm big on Instagram. Obviously, that's where that's where you hit me up. So uh, just at it's Devo Brown. Uh, I got a website. I was one of the first to get websites. Oh, we uh, loved it. I, I sent it to Georgie. He's like, I got a face for radio, not for TV. Or something. We had a good chuckle <laughs> Bro, about man, that. I did the website thing like in 2003, 2002. I built wow. a website like DevoBrown.ca was built then. I've never really Updated. given it an opportunity <laughs> to grow or blossom. Here we in go. Any it's way. about to blow up, right? Yeah. Here we go. So uh, it's there. It's a static page, devilbrown.com as well. I've been spending the money just to keep the, the <laughs> URLs yeah. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, man, this guy's registered. a kid. This guy's got like 20 yeah, domains. Register.com loves me, man. It's <laughs> like, here, take my money. I don't need it's it. It's like clearly. 10 years. You've yeah. had like two people hit this page. Come on, yeah. man. Like, help, help nah, us man. get some traffic here. You get the notifications every yeah. couple months. It's renewing. So, you sure yeah. want to do this? Yes. So, Instagram, Twitter, we, we're big on for radio um, and, and for the live TV show. People love interacting on Twitter. It's like very instant for them in that sense. So, uh, that's it. But yeah, Breakfast Television, man. We're across Canada, um, you know, every day, Monday to Friday on City TV and uh, Kiss 92.5. Kiss Radio, actually, across Canada as well. We do set it off on Saturday nights, 8 to 10, oh, wow. local to your area. So, uh, yeah, man, all over the place. Beauty. 
Beauty. So yeah, we'll we'll share the links. We'll make yeah, sure man, we'll share everything. You. But again, Devo, thanks for coming on, man. You've been awesome, and uh, we look forward to to episode two, I guess. Yeah, we'll <laughs> get some point. Yeah, point two. And but yeah, again, yeah, appreciate right. it. And uh, other than that, signing off, pals. Thank you, guys. Cheers. Right. Peace. You like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain. And I don't remember all of my mistakes and every I got alone. No one thing. You're not alright. I'm not alright.